Welcome to the Law Firm Accounting and Tax Podcast, powered by Jetro. Each week, we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to law firm owners. You will be on your way to growing your practice and putting more money in your pockets. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is what can I do in my business before year end to minimize taxes? Now, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Jetro, a digital accounting firm servicing business owners across the country, helping them relieve stress around financials and save thousands in taxes. I am your host and founder of Jetro, Mike Jezoshek. Again, today's topic is what can I do in my business before year end to minimize taxes? So December 31st is is really going to be here before you know it. And once that clock ticks January 1st, most tax planning for 2020 is done. And we've discussed this quite a bit, that once that January 1st rolls through, there is a couple strategies available, but most of the tax planning needs to be done throughout the year. Now, with that being said, we still have plenty of time to get tax savings in before 1231. We just need to act now. So what I'm going to talk about today is five powerful business tax deduction strategies that you can easily understand and implement before the end of 2020. Strategy number one is prepaying expenses, and this is using an IRS safe harbor. Basically, IRS regulations contain a safe harbor rule that allows cash basis taxpayers to prepay and deduct qualifying expenses up to 12 months in advance. That's without any kind of challenge, adjustment, or change by the IRS. So under this safe harbor, you can prepay expenses up to 12 months in advance and take that expense in the year that it's paid. So you you can have, you know, using this rule, your 2020 prepayments cannot go into 2022. So it's only 12 months. So if you're paying something in December now, you can only pay for January through December of 2021. You can't deduct prepayments into 2022. So some qualifying expenses would be lease payments on vehicles, rent payments. This could be for office or machinery. Um, This could be for business insurance premiums, things like that. So let's go through a quick example of this. You pay $2,000 a month in rent and you're looking to get a $24,000 deduction this year. So on Thursday, 1231, you mail a rent check for $24,000 to cover all of your 2021 rent. In this situation, you deduct $24,000 in 2020. That's the year that you paid the money. The landlord is not going to report that taxable income of $24,000 until 2021 because that's when they're going to receive the money. This is if you send a check or an ACH on December 31st, it's not going to clear for them until the new year. So again, you get a $24,000 deduction in 2020. That's the year that you wrote the check, made the payment. Your landlord is not going to report that as taxable income until 2021. That's the year they received the money. So it's really a win-win situation. Now, if you're utilizing something like this, just make sure you don't surprise your landlord. Because if they happen to receive the money in 2020, they're going to need to pay taxes on that in 2020. So don't make the payment on December 15th. You're going to want to push that off until um, until the end of the year, unless you make a prearrangement with your landlord and they're fine with that. So that's strategy number one. Strategy number two, and this one's going to sound a little weird at first, is to stop billing customers, clients, or patients. 
And so this is a strategy that we've been using for years. And basically, again, you stop your billing for your customers, clients, and patients until after December 31st. In this situation, we're assuming you're a cash basis taxpayer. So if you're on an accrual basis, this would be a different type of situation. But if you're a cash basis, you stop your billing in December and you wait until after the year's over to send those bills out. So generally, you know, customers, clients, things like that don't get billed until or don't get don't pay until you bill them. And so not billing them um, is a is a really good strategy that people have used for years, especially in that month of December. So let's use an example. Let's assume you're a business attorney and you generally bill your clients at the end of each week. However, in December, you're not going to send any bills. Instead, that business attorney is going to gather up those bills and send them the first week of January. Done. They just postponed paying taxes on their December 2020 income by moving that income to 2021. Now, this does come with a caution. If you have clients that are known to have issues getting you paid in time, this is a strategy you will likely not want to use for them. We want to most importantly ensure that you are getting paid. So if by delaying billing is a potential that you're not going to get paid, we don't want to use this strategy for them. But if you have clients or customers that you know pay on time every time, this is a great strategy to utilize. So strategy number three, buy office equipment. Are you planning to make some type of equipment purchase or planning to make some type of purchase sometime in 2021? Do it now instead of later and get the tax deduction in 2020. With bonus depreciation now at 100%, along with some increased depreciation limits for Section 179, you can buy your equipment or machinery, and as long as you place it in service before December 31st, you can get a deduction up to 100% of that cost in 2020. So again, with bonus depreciation, as long as you buy your equipment and place it in service before 1231, you can get a deduction for 100% of that cost here in 2020. Now, this bonus depreciation and Section 179 include both new and used personal property. This would be things like machinery, equipment, computers, desks, chairs, furniture, some vehicles. So note that this is does not have to just be new stuff. This could be used purchases as well. The fourth item, use your credit card. And this is assuming you have a business credit card, you get the deduction on the day of charge, not when you actually pay it. So if you're a single member LC or a sole prop, the day you charge a purchase to your business or personal credit card, this is again, if you're a single member LLC or sole proprietor, is the day that you deduct the expenses. So as a Schedule C taxpayer, you should you be using or consider using your credit card for last minute purchases of office supplies and other things that you're going to purchase anyways. If you operate your business as a corporation or an S corporation and the corporation has a credit card in the corporate name, the same rules applies. The date of charge is the date of deduction for the company. But if you operate your business as a corporation and you are the, the personal owner of the credit card, so you actually physically own the credit card, not the business, the company must, in that situation, reimburse you if you want that deduction in 2020. So they're going to have to make sure they reimburse you um, here in 2020 to get that deduction. Um, and this is going to be something, look at our previous episode where we did, um, we talked about an accountable plan. This is a way to get dedu- business deductions on the books. Um, but again, that payment needs to make before the end of the year. So just a reminder, 
If you're a single member LLC or sole proprietorship, you can put a charge on your business credit card or your personal credit card. As long as it's business related, take that deduction in 2020. If you're a corporation, you must make sure that you put that uh, credit card transaction on a business card, a card that's in the business name. And again, if you put something on the business card in 2020, it's you get the deduction when the card is charged, not necessarily when you make the payment. So feel free to make some of those payments, make, buy some of those things. If you're planning to make purchases in January, February, make those purchases now, put them on a credit card, pay them later, but get the deduction here in 2020. Now, again, I do want to caution this one. Don't just spend money to spend money. Ultimately, you do not want to be wasting money on things you do not need. But if you plan to purchase these items in early 2020, why not purchase them now via credit card to get them on the books today and actually make that payment for it later? So again, don't just buy to buy. But if it's something you're going to need or something you're going to need to buy eventually down the road anyways, it's a great opportunity to now take that deduction. And finally, number five. Don't assume you are taking too many deductions. And this is something we always talk about with tax planning. The IRS code was written the way it was for a reason, so you can utilize it to your advantage. If you're making purchases, if you're buying things that have a business purpose to them, do not be afraid to take that deduction. If your business deductions exceed your business income, you're going to have a tax loss for the year. This is what they call a net operating loss or NOL. If you're just starting your business, you could very possibly have an NOL. That's pretty common. You could have a loss um, in that year. You can even have a loss if you're an ongoing, a successful business. Let's say you take a bunch of depreciation. So having losses in your business is not a bad thing. People oftentimes think that you know it's a big red flag. If it's consistently happening, then that raises a question. But having a net operating loss or a loss in a year is not a bad thing. So we always say, never stop documenting your deductions, and you should always claim all of your rightful deductions. So we have just spoken with too many business owners, especially new business owners, who don't claim all their deductions, when those deductions can actually help reduce their income, which in turn reduces their tax liability. So if you have a legitimate business expense, do not be afraid to take that deduction. Do not be afraid to take that expense on your books. Now, a couple things about net operating losses. COVID-19 changes this a a slightly. So two opportunities came up from the CARES Act that got passed for COVID-19. And this allows net operating losses that are arising in years beginning 2018, 19, and 20 to be carried back five years for refunds against prior taxes. So you have a net operating loss in 2020, you're actually able to carry that back five years and get a refund on prior taxes that you already paid. It also allows application of 100% of that net operating loss to carry back years. So you have $100,000 today, you have carry back years that you can apply that to, you can apply that 100%. Previously, before this CARES Act, before this COVID-19 adjustment, you could only carry forward your net operating loss and it could only offset up to 80% of your taxable income in that future year. So let's say in 2021, you had a net operating loss and the net operating loss is what you had in 2021. Let's say you had a net operating loss of $200,000 and in 2021, you had net income of $100,000. Previously, before this CARES Act came through for 2020, you could only apply $80,000 or 80% of your taxable income for that year against that. So this is just a, something that came with the CARES Act that does allow you some more flexibility if you do have a, a net operating loss or a loss. 
So remember, once the calendar year's year rolls over to 2021, the majority of tax planning opportunities get tossed out the window. You have time now. Take a couple hours to strategize and implement the spending so that you can ensure when you file your tax return, you are paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Now is the time to do that planning. Now is the time to do that strategizing because, again, once 1231 clicks and we're now into 2021, many of these opportunities go out the window. So just want to kind of follow up on the three items or the five items that we talked about today. Prepay expenses. You can prepay expenses up to 12 months in advance. Get the deduction when that check is made or when that payment is made. So we talked about rent. If you want to prepay rent for 2021, you can make that check on 1231. You get a deduction the day that you send that check. The landlord is not going to report that income until the day that they receive that check, which would be into the next year. You can stop billing customers, clients, and patients. Maybe you stop your billing for December, and you're going to bill all your December activity at the beginning of January. This allows you to move that December income to January income. Now, we did mention, be careful. If you have clients or customers that are not good at paying, this is maybe a strategy you don't want to utilize for them specifically because, first and foremost, we want to make sure that you're getting paid. Uh, the third piece is buy office equipment. There's opportunities for 100% depreciation in the year that you purchase stuff. As long as you buy the equipment or machinery and put it in place before 1231, you have the potential to get a full deduction for that in 2020. So buy the equipment, put it in place before 1231, get a deduction in 2020. Number four, use your credit cards. Assuming the business, the credit card is in the business name, you get a tax deduction on the day that it's charged, not, not when it's paid. So if you're gonna make purchases, if you're gonna do spending in January, in February, prepay, make those payments now. Get the deduction here in 2020 and make that payment in 2021. You're still gonna get the tax deduction on the day of charge, not when you make that physical payment. So keep that into consideration. Now, if you do have credit cards in your personal name and you're running as a corporation, be sure to utilize an accountable plan to reimburse you for that. Now, in that situation, you would have to reimburse before you rent. Check out our episode and article about that on a previous um, episode uh, to learn more about the accountable plan and how that works. And number five, don't assume you're taking too many deductions. The tax code is written the way it was. If you have a business purpose, you have a business reason to make a deduction, make sure you're putting that on the books. Don't be afraid to take valid, legitimate business deductions on your books. So I hope that was helpful. I hope we're able to bring some some last minute kind of tax strategy items. We're going to continue for the rest of the year talking about some other last minute items you can do and some last minute items that you have to do, especially if you're an S corporation or something like that. So tune into the rest of our episodes for the rest of the year. And just remember, we have time yet. But once that clock ticks 1-1-2021, many things go out the door. So make sure you're utilizing this time wisely and taking advantage of what's available. I want to thank you for listening to another episode, and we will see you next week. Now, one last thing before I go. We created a Facebook group called Building a Successful Law Firm to take what you learn here and dive even deeper. This Facebook group is a place where we share tons of value for free, and you also have the opportunity to bring up situations you are faced with and collaborate not only with our team, but with other firm owners as well. Simply go to Facebook and search for the Building a Successful Law Firm group. Again, it's Building a Successful Law Firm group. I'll see you in there. 
This has been another episode of the Law Firm Accounting and Tax Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other law firm owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.